0: Is a boardwalk audio podcast. I this is probably the nerdiest thing I've ever done. Is I watched the original two seasons of Twin Peaks on VHS, yeah, that was like recorded by my friend's grandmother, and I had to like adjust tracking every time because it oh was so old
1: and the commercial breaks. You'd have oh, the, yeah, 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 for sure. That's, my entire life up until I think when I was 22, I got it on DVD for Christmas because I specifically asked for it but the first 22 years of my life the Wizard of Oz that we watched in my house was from recorded on TV and we would always try and be good and like pause it during the commercials so there wouldn't be that break but there was always like the beginning of like a Werther's Originals commercial <laughs> and then you have to pause it and then it'd jump back into Dorothy. <laughs> Two, three, four. Podcast,
2: we're making a podcast about 30 Rock podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock we're calling it talk 30 to me it is
1: great i'm kimmy
2: i'm kelsey and this is talk 30 rock to me
1: talk 30 rocks me the podcast about 30 rock i'm so proud of you
2: (laughs) (laughs) i was looking at you like are you i said it i said the name you You did it also i really liked how you introed us right there this podcast is our love letter to all things 30 rock tina Fey, comedy badass ladies the huge yep um and we're really excited today to talk about the episode gavin velour yes um but first we want to ask you guys please remember to subscribe rate review it helps us out please reach out to us on social media we love to chat with you we're at, at talk 30 rock to me and uh if you you know if you chat us with us chat us up i was gonna say chat us up and then i felt weird about that that's right no you got it i, I just it. it made me sound like a 1960s like ah, i was <laughs> chatting her up um At no the coffee shop but chat with is. us we'll give you a shout out um and we just appreciate your support um also you could support us through amazon.com go on boardwalk audio and support our artists and then dot com slash talk 30 rock to me yes that's or that why don't you do this, Kelsey? He no, just no, no, you were up.
1: doing so good. I was. I'm like glo- I'm so proud of you. You look like a proud mother. It's really I, <laughs> lovely. Oh, honey, you'll get a gold star today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you're to talk, th- uh, nope dang it if you go to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk 30 me, there's the supporter artist button go there it'll take you to Amazon and you can buy some fun things there yeah. what's the last thing you bought on Amazon do you uh,
2: I bought a charger for my H4N there we go
1: I like <laughs> which it which is tech
2: term for rec- which is a podcast term for recorder yes. so I did it so I didn't have to use every battery
1: on earth which I have been using I'm killing the planet <laughs> with my love <laughs> of audio I bet there's something on Pinterest you can find like a project to like take those batteries and make it into something uh, I gotta figure selling. out something
2: they're actually all in my purse because I keep being like I'm gonna draw these off at work because they take care of batteries there versus me putting them in a trash can and destroying things and your purse is just slowly getting my heavier purse heavier. is really <laughs> heavy because i keep forgetting there's probably about 15 batteries in there oh my no gosh. lift it later it's real upsetting but <laughs> it's your workout for the day exactly but here's the thing we're not alone we
1: are not alone
2: we have mr jake kroger with us today hello hi, hi. jake hi jake welcome thank you jake i'm so glad you're here jake I'm has been a be friend here. of mine for about two, almost two years now we met almost two years ago two years ago in september I guess two, it's a year and a half.
0: Uh, not. Th- it feels like three. Does it feel like three? It feels like three. I
2: think it's two because I only worked Podfest in two thousand fifteen. Wow! Yeah, but we met the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Yep. Jake is a, com- a stand-up comedian, um, a man about town, uh, a person with excellent style taste, oh, and he you
1: runs- make me think like I say this with complete love. You make me think that you're working the Mark Twain ride at Disneyland, and it makes me <laughs> so. Happy. No,
2: he looks great. He's sporting a real good hat. He's got a cane. He and we're really also chill not- you got the
1: same color scheme going. Oh, on. Yeah. I dig it. Here. It's Even visually his shoes. Stunning. His shoes make me so happy. His <laughs> his
2: shoes look like an oil spill after the first rain, and I love it so much. They just like. <laughs>
1: But no, no <laughs> pelicans died though. No,
2: an oil spill on like on like in on asphalt, not like in in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, and like
1: it looks like there's a rainbow in there, kind of. But yeah, we just, just
2: look at it for a while as a child, and you're like, "That's what beauty is." But you also run the comedy bureau. I want to make sure I say that, which oh, is, um, it is a life saving tool for anyone working in comedy. It's comedy <laughs> news. Kelsey has the hiccups always. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, just, it'll happen again. Yeah. Um, it, it's comedy news, um, updates, maps, open mics, just kind of curation of all things comedy. So Jake is just a, a comedy man about
0: town. Yeah.
2: Can you I've,
1: make that your tagline? I think
0: I'm a comedy man about town. I
2: like, might. catch catcher
1: block. Wait, okay, I'm a Man's man, woman's man, man about town. I, I want to make sure I understand this. So this is something where, like, if I was new to L.A. and I'm like, what's going on that's funny tonight, I can go to ComedyBureau.com.
0: TheComedyBureau.com, dot
1: the yeah. com, yeah. and I'll find a list of shows possibly in the area or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That uh, is
1: really cool she's going on it right now well, i am well because i was just i
0: i updated every day
1: and this is the freaking coolest i clearly thing. give her all the info about what we're doing i like because if no, i had no, that, no, no, you wouldn't have had this I,
0: moment i like this organic discovery moment that just happened this is beautiful i'm
2: so happy right now you're really like selling us to have people on the show kelsey because they're gonna be like she's gonna be this excited about my thing
1: <laughs> right it's so good dang this is everybody go to the comedy if you're like i'm an lam board i want to laugh right. bam jake has done the work for well, you
2: <laughs> yep can I talk about sure. what you're also doing? Uh,
1: he also, th- I'm gonna tell it. This is really really cool. He
2: um, Airbnb is now not just selling like obviously like come stay at this person's apartment. They're doing experiences, and Jake actually is doing experiences for people where they he gives them a personal comedy tour and he takes them to whatever show because he does up. know. Yeah, literally, Jake knows every good show, and that's why I always feel really good when I'm at a show and then he shows up. I'm like, cool. This was the show to I'm, be I'm at a, tonight. I'm a
0: good omen. What mm-hmm. the heck? Yeah, so Airbnb just launched this program called Experiences, uh, where rather than like I'm basically repeating what Kimmy just said.
2: <laughs> no, do it. Uh, <laughs> did I explain it well? Did I act? Accurately... No, you did.
0: I, I'm just like, this is like knee jerk, like, you know, sales pitch. But um, I uh, give, I, I call it like a, a comedy ride along. Like, you know how actors <laughs> yeah. like. Stuff, yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's kind of the joke I have with like it being a bureau or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, people can just like tag along with me along with me for an evening and see like the whole LA scene and uh, see what I get to see on a nightly basis, which I, uh, I think is lovely. Yeah, it is the dream. I'm getting paid to take people to comedy shows. Uh, That's that's pretty awesome. It's It's really cool. So I just launched a Patreon page um, to raise money because it's like I've been doing for like it's almost seven years.
1: I look at the staff and it's you and then a web at engineer. I'm like, oh, you need some help.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) So it'd be nice to get paid for it. Uh, because I've like pretty much done it for almost no money over the last seven years, and so if I raise enough money, I can start starting branches around the country. Hire people
1: to fill in the information for their area. Yeah, and- because
0: the, like part of why this listing um, is so thorough is because I'm on the ground here and I'm out every night. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have like a decent working knowledge in New York, but I'm not there. Right. So I don't know exactly. Like, there are a bunch of cool secret shows that, like, you got to be in it to know about it. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's actually part of the Airbnb pitches. Like, you know, some of these shows, like, are free or cheap, but, like, only a couple hundred people know about them. Yeah. Like, there's no way you would know about it unless you, like, live in in the immediate vicinity of the venue or you are in comedy. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, people from the UK or whatever, like, they they wouldn't know about, like, a show in an art gallery in Highland Park. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This episode we're t- going to talk about in a little bit is one of my favorites because of Steve Martin, who's probably just, like, I, for me is a god in comedy. Like, yep. I just love everything about him. And I really wanted to have you as someone who's passionate about this medium, like, as a medium. You're passionate oh, yeah. about stand-up. You're passionate about... Uh, the way it works. And you have a really deep understanding. So I was excited to have you on for this episode because I pretty nice. much just want to talk about Steve Martin for a lot of it. But right. I want to ask you first before we get there. This is the ask, uh, the question we ask all of our guests, which is, what is your meet cute with 30 Rock? Like, how did you and 30 Rock,
0: like, fall in love?
1: <laughs> have you fallen in love? Is it? A- I mean, <laughs> I'm I lo- assuming. I
0: do. Wait, is meet cute a term?
1: Yeah, it it's a rom
2: com. It is okay. from the holiday, and it stands. And I stand by it. And it's Mindy that,
1: Kayleen also in the office. Uh,
2: hello, yes, no. A meet cute is basically that moment where, like, you know, you're reaching for a croissant and she reaches for a croissant, and your hands brush. Okay, so and you that's make what contact. it is.
0: I want like meet cutes in my life, but uh, anytime that it's happened where I like got caught in the rain in Montreal and I had to like hide under an awning with this girl in a beautiful dress. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to network or I got like rear ended it in a mall parking lot by this other cute girl uh, who just like flew in from Europe and she's jet lagged. Um, She just gave me a jar of jam.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: That was nice, but then that was the end of it. Like it never amounted Like amount- her
1: number wasn't written into it or anything. It never
0: like- amounted to anything.
2: <laughs> meat cutes are tricky, but I think the art is to really appreciate the meat cute for the moment it is in itself, not for where it's leading. But sure. I get you, I've had plenty of meat cutes that don't go anywhere as well. So I mean they- I It's think- just hard living in that city urban, like like rom life, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah it is. You make us in reality your apartment is never that big. And- yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's true. So. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of plans. I, I do love 30 Rock. You know, in watching this episode, I w- was, like, reminded, like I am a lot of the time with a lot of different things in comedy. Like, why did I take a big break from this? Mm-hmm. This is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I 30 Rock is one of, like, very rarely for me do I actually watch a show, uh, like, f- from, like, the last, I would say, like, 10 or 15 years that like I w- caught on as it was getting popular and I just like would hear about it. I'm like, I'm sure it's great. I'll get around to it. I get mm-hmm. that. Uh, like Mad Men or The Wire right. or uh, something like that. <laughs> so, wait that,
1: till it's done so I can watch it through the whole thing. What's that
2: Pete Holmes joke? There's no good way to tell someone you haven't seen The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> friend Colin that
0: was like, it's really true. <laughs> um, And so I, like, uh, yeah, I had not really watched any of it until I went to film school in college and I was taking screenwriting courses specifically on, like, how to write a half-hour episode of TV. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of people were doing, like, 30 Rock specs and I just, like, sat down and watched some 30 Rock and I was like, oh, this was, like, really great, like, fast-paced humor that was, like, You know, it's the the sort of pacing of jokes that would happen on, like, a multicam, but it's done in a single cam. Mm -hmm. And although there's a great element of silliness, like, it's something all of its own that isn't, like, annoying. Because, I I don't know, a lot of multicams, uh, like, these days are just, they feel pandery or, like, their humor is very surface level and then doesn't really go deeper than that uh and i don't enjoy that very much Mm. um but yeah 30 rock um yeah the jokes just like keep on coming and you know there's an a story and a b story and this is something we broke down in our class uh and there's like i think a c story and then a running joke throughout the whole thing uh which like you know most shows don't have the patience to do that they're Mm -hmm. like we just want to mostly focus on an a story. And then there's like this thing that two other characters do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, uh, yeah, 30 Rock uh, when, when we what got into that. Um, yeah, I just I started watching just random episodes here and there. and I really love it. And then, you know, I got busy with making like short films of my own and getting caught up with all the other tv that you're supposed to be watching even and and this is back before netflix streaming was like a thing mm-hmm. so you actually had to go rent dvds or buy dvds
2: what's a dvd <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not you're not
1: that (laughs) yeah
2: no like look they're all right there and the most of those are mine particularly all the 90s action movies but that's
1: also with all of your records that might be thinking of it as ancient technology (laughs) you know it's It's true this is my
2: museum yeah yeah
1: it's
0: crazy so like a couple months ago in echo park they had this art installation Uh, mm -hmm. of the jerry Maguire video Mm -hmm. story did you hear about Uh that? Who
2: ran that what was it called again
0: uh like, i think it's just called Jeremy mcguire video no
2: there was like the, the group who does that i has a am
0: eight or uh, eight yeah, bit yeah everything is terrible everything
2: is terrible that's yeah. the one
0: perfect so i i went and i very much enjoyed it but i i was struck with uh this realization as i was going through that like uh there are a good number of people that have no idea what any of this is mm-hmm. like that vhs cassettes are a thing mm-hmm. that you would go to a brick and mortar place to rent them <laughs> and what is jerry mcguire and why do you keep saying you have me at hello what is any of that <laughs> like yeah. they don't have any reference for any of that
1: they're like your supplier messed up this week mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all like, the same so we've talked about the past i
0: mm-hmm. say we talk
2: about the present with thirty thirty. Thirty thirty 30 30 30
0: am i supposed to say something no you <laughs> you're good that's just what we do
2: one of these days i'm gonna like record it and
0: have it be like a preset so we don't thing. have
1: to do it in front of our guests i know every time. do you feel weird about that <laughs> no, too?
2: no no
0: yeah. no Th- this i like how i didn't know it was coming
2: no
1: it's real weird because i'm going it. 40 <laughs>
2: stop it <laughs> i know that was really i actually really like that bit we my coworker dug it too. my co-worker giggled every time <laughs> it cracks me up um no i have a very supportive coworker. um so my i got to do 30 30 today yep. and again if if you decide you sure. have something to share, you can. You do not have to, though. My thirty thirty is it's that wonderful time of year where Tina Fey is on late night because of a mixture of Kimmy Schmidt and the Mean Girls musical which they're working and on. And great
1: news, I'm assuming. Too. And great news, and yeah, great news and great
2: yeah. And great news. So she was just on the Tonight Show. Yes. And it was delightful. It was just that's all I want to talk about. She was really great, and she always does really. She always makes Jimmy look good because they're such good friends. Mm-hmm. It's very sincere, and uh, it's just very sweet watching them interact. But the two things i really enjoyed that she did speaking of old commercials is she did um she talked about how she's obsessed with mason reese from those 1970s commercials that cute little redheaded kid um and how she dressed up as mason reese for halloween and it's a real deep cut particularly i don't know if the two of you know who mason reese uh-huh. are do you know
0: i mean i watched i watched the interview so i know what you're talking about yeah but before that now.
2: no see i know what mason reese is only because um Reply All did an episode about him right at the beginning, and it's really amazing because they have a friend who was obsessed with him crying in a late night, 70s late night show, and they actually found Mason Reese and asked him, why did you cry? Mm-hmm. Um, it was really beautiful. So I love Mason Reese very much, and he's a real character. Are you Googling him? Uh-huh. He's so cute. He's really cute in all these commercials. He's really, really cute. Um, and the, oh, I love him so much. Um, so she dressed up as Mason Reese though, which is joy. So if you want to know who Mason Reese is, well, first you should watch the interview with Tina Fey on the tonight show. And then you should listen to the reply all with why, uh, why is Mason Reese crying? It's a really, really great podcast episode. Um, and then the second thing she did is she talked about how her older daughter, who's like 11 now has been finding out from people that she talks about them, uh, her daughters on late night. Oh, how funny. And she, uh, she was like, mom, do you talk about me on late night? She goes, I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're talking about. What? And I love it because she does. Every time she goes on, she talks about her crazy daughters, and it makes me so happy. Right?
0: Sometimes I think that Tina Fey's daughters, like, you know, the way she talks about them, like, they're almost destined to be somebody in comedy.
2: They sound incredibly funny.
0: Incredibly funny. But, like, the way she talks about them, especially with that, in reference to that story, you're like, can you stop talking about me? (laughs) Like, if they actually try to become people in comedy, they're going to look back at them like, my mom is so funny. It's like not <laughs> fair, you know, like I keep trying and trying and like, I think I'm making headway and then she's just so good.
1: Uh, I wonder, but also part of me, I mean, I'm, I want all the mother daughter comedies to be like Tina and, and Penelope Alice. And Alice and I know it is so adorable. It'd be
2: Great. Those are also great names, right? Have we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love those names. She did yeah. a really good job.
1: I always forget Penelope's name was Penelope. Cause I just remember, cause Alice is who she, she doesn't have Penelope in bossy pants.
2: No, you're right. She's considering Penelope, yeah. which is so interesting to mm-hmm. me. Oh, that's a whole other thing. But I agree. I think she's super funny. I just know that, like, I wonder as a kid with a father who I know is funny, but he's my dad. So I'm always like, mm. like, he'll make a joke and my cousins will die. And I'm like, ugh
1: like is this a dad, dad. joke? Or
2: <laughs> and it's funny because my uncle i think my uncle's one of the funniest people on earth and he'll make a joke and i die and my cousins are like oh stop encouraging him so i wonder yeah. do you think it might be a thing with everyone like the world's like tina fe is genius and her daughter's like oh mom
1: right really she's gonna be taking a class at nyu or something and it's gonna be like the class of tina fe and she's like uh, talk about my mom really yeah. exactly <laughs> right. so
2: we'll see but that's my 30 30
1: Today we are talking about season three. Did I say season two? No. Whatever. Season three, episode four. I wrote season we'll find two out. here, and I'm like, hmm. uh oh. Season three, episode four of Thirty Rock. Gavin Valour. Gavin Valour. What a name. Right? What a name, right? So, sounds like a men's clothing line. So, according to IMDb, Valour is an anagram of and homonym for Valour, V O L E U R, which is French for thief. Ooh, and
0: uh, and also, I mean, uh, it could be an anagram for that velour, like velour tracksuits, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. just like it, something like a cool, suave old person would wear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: which he does not wear. No, he <laughs> does not wear tracksuits. <laughs> I paid attention shirts. to what people were wearing.
2: <laughs> no, that's reasonable.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. I love talking oh, about Liz yeah. Lemon's fashion and right. how interesting it is. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So, air date for this episode was November twentieth, two thousand eight. Director was Gail Mancuso and writer was John Ridgie, which they've had some great combinations. Oh, recently. John Ridgie does great episodes. My recap for this episode is that Tracy is concerned that his kids are trying to kill him. Jack's old friend, Gab Velour, invites him to dinner, which then brings Liz into an almost relationship with him and Jack into a business relationship with him. And a storyline we don't hear a lot about, but Jenna's dad comes to town. <laughs> <laughs> That's it
2: yep that's the c plot line <laughs> oh you were around a lot for that one <laughs> <laughs> that's so
1: good i remember noticing like jenna's not in this episode and then that line gets made that's such yeah. a great joke of it's being so like oh there's more of the show you just didn't see it which i always assume jenna's dad's just not in the picture at all I mean, that's the only time we've ever heard him reference because no, we we hear about verna a lot but we hear a lot about, about- verna
2: but that's what they do with her family because in that first episode, my eye, it's never been the same. So my, my sister, sister peed, peed in, in it, it, and then you never hear her sister again. Mm-mm. The show is really interesting with canon and like establishing mm. characters, but oh, with sure. Jenna, it gets a little wonky. Yeah. But that's also Jenna because she's an actress who lies about who she is. That is very true. So that actually really fits her. Damn it, they're even good on that. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we never hear about her father again, right? Nope. I don't, All for I, the I sake can't. of the joke. Yeah, all for the joke. All for the joke. I love it. Wait, remind me. I, all the episodes I watched recently blurred together. What's going on with Kenneth in this episode? Uh, Kenneth. I don't okay. know that Kenneth is.
0: Well, what's you wrong? Know, Kenneth has a can of money that he gives to yes. Jack.
2: Yes, he's okay. a Jack
1: with the the sun stream because it, <laughs> it's
2: pretty much just Jack storyline and then Liz and Gavin's storyline. It's story like Gavin and Tracy has two parts of his storyline and then Tracy and the sun. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Sorry, I stayed out way too late last night. No, you're fine. You're uh, fine. So. <laughs>
1: cool well let's start with i guess tracy's storyline
2: let's do tracy the sex doll <laughs> dear lord which
1: just th- makes me think of dan Harmon the entire time
0: <laughs> that's what it made you thought
1: of <laughs> when, oh, well, dan openly talks about this dude on they Harman talk about
0: town.
2: the mannequin leg on rick and morty
1: so oh well okay somebody, they make a joke about it because Harmontown town just moved to, to starburn's Burns castle mm-hmm. and on their first episode on the stage in the middle episode was a giant box and somebody brought him a giant mannequin leg oh my god no <laughs> you, you
0: yeah. know you can rent that house out now to like stay in right, what house? What house? The monster? A, no, the or? Christmas story house. What Christmas story house? No, the the mannequin leg is like a lamp.
2: Oh no no no! Oh interesting. This is where this went. Yeah, the mannequin <laughs> leg is Dan Harmon
1: has a mannequin leg that he. He has a legit fetish for because he like he he, he he on more than one occasion has purchased a sex doll of some sort. Right, and I did Chang know that. Chang has a, like an episode of Community. He has a mannequin leg, which is a joke because of Dan Harmon. Right, and they made a joke on Rick oh, and Morty about it. Oh, you know, there's a lot of
0: a to seeing here. I <laughs> there was a I I could have swore I was at like a tipping of a Harmon town or something where Dan was, and there was just like the mannequin leg lamp just floating around.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh, that would that, make su- sense, that actually. That would surprise me at all.
0: And so that's where I jumped to... <laughs> but Jean, yes, you can't... Just made so many references. There is a floor <laughs> on the uh, Christmas Story house where you can go stay there. I have to like buy that for my parents for Christmas or something. They dig that. But it's,
2: isn't it like
1: in Michigan? Yeah, Milwaukee? Yeah.
0: yeah. it's uh, And it's like uh, oh, during it's so peak Christmas season it's like a grand. If a it night. was
1: in Milwaukee that would make sense because Dan Harmon grew up in Wisconsin. That would be. So that's why it's just like a some. Christmas
0: story childhood thing where he's in yeah. Dominican. I like how I mean, well that's just I mean just another example of that's where your minds went where like as soon as they said Menendez Brothers I was just like <laughs> focused in on that because I had just like heard
2: did they do it on my fair murder no they didn't do it on my fair well i I've didn't a...
0: know that was real by the way it's oh it is a real up. thing i have no idea
2: it's like one of the lizzie borden type things yeah yeah,
0: yeah it was like well oj ended up overshadowing it but it was like one of those big <laughs> 90s cases right, man. um because these uh two kids like kill <laughs> killed their dad right yeah uh and then they lied about it uh they were like as
1: you probably would if you killed somebody right
0: uh Not a lot of truth and then they murders. were found out they were lying. yeah uh and so that was like a, a big thing uh for a while but i had just hear heard uh it was uh like a it's a podcast about it so i that was what was fresh on my mind <laughs> and i think that was like does he say what podcast like podcast was
2: it was it last it was, it was on the left
0: it was on last podcast on the left. last podcast it, yeah. that's what it is yeah, yeah. um doesn't he like say uh, Menendez at some point? Oh, that
1: is my—I I think my favorite line is him pluralizing Menendez <laughs> saying as Menendez. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Wait,
2: real quick, what is the story of the Menendez brothers? I didn't look. I again, I don't do murder. I know of them. I know they killed their family. They're,
0: no, they—they—they—they. They, they're, they're, uh, I, I th- their dad was like a high power producer and very rich, and they were like some spoiled kids. And I mean, this is a very, very, very abbreviated version of it, but um, they ended up lying to kill their parents, and uh, but like make it seem like somebody had broken their house.
1: Lyle and Eric, Lyle <laughs> and Eric are the Men- brothers
0: Menendez, and then they, uh, you know, they like go with the story that somebody else did it, but then they were found out to have lied, and then they did it themselves.
2: Hmm. how yeah. long did they get away with it
0: i don't know they didn't get away 94
1: with it. I mean, like, is when the trial happened. they didn't
0: get away with it but oh, no, they, yeah
1: 89 but to 90
0: they shot their parents with shotguns while i think it's shotguns uh while their parents were watching tv ugh gross yeah
1: yeah so in 89 is when their parents were killed and 94 was when they were convicted they're in san quentin right now right uh, yeah, one, the life without patro- patrol. Patrol.
0: <laughs> life without... I mean, uh, technically, I that's live. still <laughs> correct. I mean,
2: here's the thing. I don't want to live a life without patrol. Uh. So. I without <laughs> patrol. Yeah, I think they're... Boy, uh... <laughs> no, that's so funny to me.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> My brain is broken. Where are they at right now? I think so, I would assume St. Quentin. Mm-hmm. The brothers are in different locations. One's at Mule Creek State Prison in Ione, California. Oh. And the other one is in Pleasant Valley That's state. right, uh, because... i separated Oh, he's now them. in the Donovan Correctional Facility in St. Quentin. They
0: Diego. were tried... Uh, separately,
1: I was really hoping they would be in They're the one saying. prison
2: I know the name of, <laughs> just <laughs> San Quentin.
0: A- <laughs> fair
1: enough, fair it's enough. The only one I know. So <laughs> when
0: we for, I think when we first see them in this episode, a, a detail that I really like. Is that they're both wearing watches on either wrist?
1: Oh, I didn't notice that. That's really when they're sitting. Interesting. And they're sitting
0: in the dressing room. They're both wearing watches (laughs) on either wrist that are identical, (laughs) which is so funny to me.
1: That is
2: fantastic.
0: (laughs) I mean, you're really showing off your bling at that point. Right. Right. They're doing
2: great, man. They're. I mean, that's why he's concerned. They're spoiled. Yeah. Yeah gives them a lot of money yeah that's head. why
0: he's thinking they're like the menendai, mm-hmm.
1: the menendai. <laughs> that is such a fantastic because i always have a hard time um not not pluralizing with uh figuring out the past tense when i want to say that i i synchronized my phone yesterday right. i always want to say that i sunk it yesterday or right. i sank it uh-huh. but you should be it was synced but synced sounds funny right I, so i like it when people just try and own their own version of right the endings of a word. <laughs> I like it a lot.
0: But yeah, that goes along with the Menendez brothers, case, where like they were spoiled because they would get like you know sp- like l- luxury sports cars for their birthday and stuff like that.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, that is <laughs> just another day for me. Just kidding. <laughs>
2: um, I really, I really <laughs> love though. Uh, it's just another classic Tracy thing where he, like, goes on this crazy moment, and then it just turns out his sons really love him and are Yo, afraid yeah. to... You're what it's sweet so moment, sweet moment, huh? right? It's so sweet <laughs> watching his son confess his true feelings to his father's sex doll. Um, totally normal situation <laughs> that happens in every American home. Um, no, but I love that moment. Tracy... What I love about it is we start seeing that even though Tracy is crazy and super unrealistic, he is like a good dad with his kids, yeah, right. uh, by the end of it, like the way he like holds his son's face and tells him, and if you ever hurt Daddy, <laughs> you are going to jail, right, which I found weirdly very sweet, right, but like it just that I don't know Tracy's like kind of a is much better a dad than you the way they like well he plays himself off yeah you come in being like he's a bad dad because he's literally in the episode before uh two episodes before this he's on he met oprah at the bad dad celebrity edition or something like that oh yeah he was on We're the celebrity the dads. more celebrity dad celebrity dad but he's actually like really sweet with his kids which i really appreciate about tracy right and they go into that more later in the show right yeah you they really on their side un- of they peel the onion with him
1: i appreciate that yeah a lot. But,
2: <laughs> but it's poor kids
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it ends with he's at a good sp- spot with his kids um, and then the sex doll comes back into play a little bit when we finish up the right. and, uh, and Gavin In Velour. a
0: really, really great way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fantastic way. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like quickly thinking on that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Gavin Valer
0: Gavin Valer let Let's get
1: into Gavin. So, mm, Gavin, I love this episode.
2: <laughs> they just do the best Steve Martin esque. Like, these are just such Steve Martin jokes. These are such Steve Martin jokes. Am I flailing too much? Am I just am I
0: right? No, you're right.
2: I mean, the line, what's the one? There's one line that I almost cried at and I I know I'm getting ahead of myself. and I don't want to say one of them. (laughs) That paint is drying weird. That's the one that just feels so him where he's just so absurdly upset. (laughs) We'll get there and we'll actually talk about that. But that is just for me such an example of like it's just a joke that's so in his voice that I don't know if they were writing for it or he just inserted himself, but it just hits me as like such a him joke. Right? Is that accurate? Am I just like way overextending myself right now?
0: No, 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 no. no. I think you're. I think you're on point with that. And you know, getting to see Steve Martin do comedy these days are so. so is it, it's like such a rare treat because he's like you know enjoying his life with a banjo and. <laughs> Making musicals where he gets to play his banjo. <laughs> uh, One of
2: my deep regrets is that I didn't go see, not Blue Star. What is it called? Oh, uh, whatever his musicals called. Right. They were previewing it at the San Diego Globe. Right. And I didn't go, and I have so many regrets about that. Yeah. Is it? It's supposed to be so great.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's all. So I mean, I I would I would guess that they. They either like try to write in his voice, or he did offer like you know, a line that like oh that paint's drying weird. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just love it. The way you say it is so calm. <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> anyway, Kelsey, so sorry to uh, dive a uh, grass. Uh, no, Please lead. Uh, uh, give us the intro to this storyline.
1: Um. So well, the the, <laughs> the storyline starts with Gavin Valer. Stephen Martin's character is having a dinner with people from different walks of life i guess different because that's the thing he
0: likes to do because mm-hmm. why
1: not and because of a severe agoraphobia he can't leave so you have to go there wait gavin Valore? gavin Valore, the ceo of sunstream yes the <laughs> ceo of sunstream <laughs> that is such a great joke because that commercial
2: i was trying to think of companies where i've seen so many commercials like that where i'm like what is the product mm-hmm. oh yeah um or has anyone this is like the eighth time i'm referencing this but how to succeed in business without really trying right worldwide wicked company
0: or trunk What's Trunk? So the Tribune uh, Media rebranded themselves as Trunk, and this kind of went viral. They made a video about how they're like consolidating a lot of their like wings or whatever into like one sort of thing to usher themselves into this digital area era of me- new media, and they made the most like specific, non-specific confusing ad for it interesting where they're just like it's all about synergy and they're being like very <laughs> like general about it and you're just seeing like random generic business people I love
1: business <laughs> that like, is amazing
0: yeah and it was so bad that like people like parodied it and they're like what the hell are you talking about and it's called trunk that's not it's a terrible it, name. It's a terrible name. It doesn't sound pleasing at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's everything I don't want from like a Silicon Valley spelled like
0: spelled T R O N C. Oh,
2: gross!
1: No, We're
0: yeah, bummed.
2: Real it's where it's
1: like it's a fake word, but it needed to end with a K. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know that would really make it any better, but it just uh, slightly. It should have been a K. It just at feels, at why, just why don't you just, just
0: call yourselves Tribune, but get rid of the I, just like <laughs> like Tumblr gets rid of
2: the, <laughs> the E. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I hate things incorrectly spelled.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: yep.
1: So Gavin starts introducing. Oh, no. no, Okay. My NBC brand joke is the thing that we keep talking about. NBC brand warm joke. Warm. So I feel like I caught two in this. And I don't know if it's really an NBC brand joke as much as I was just like, I've heard this same sort of joke before um, with Liz sitting at the fancy table and she goes, is this chips or potpourri? Where does that happen? Joey does that in an episode of Friends. You're right. He does do uh-huh, that. When What's Her Face is his uh, roommate temporarily.
2: Oh, is that head. Right. Oh yeah, Kelsey made. knows her friends.
1: And then this happens later on, but Kenneth is uh, doing laundry, and Dwight has to do Michael's laundry in the office. Mm. And so it just made me think of two NBC. That's jokes. interesting. Good eye. We're Kelsey. just noticing lots of storylines, oh, classic
0: motifs and stuff. I, I went down a rabbit hole for this episode that has. Well,
1: we'll get to it later. <laughs> <laughs> for free whenever you're ready yeah. bring it up we'll get there we'll get there um, um, so Gavin is introducing the different people at the table and so there's a society lady there who's got some fun makeup on her face this is the same actress who in the black tie episode She's somebody walking down the stairs. I love that they just have like a token fancy lady. Yeah. Well, and because in the black tie episode, I think Tina and Jeff did the commentary for it, if I remember correctly, and they pointed her out and they went, oh, like, we don't remember her, but look at that. And so it's the same actress. Oh, they probably
2: brought her back after that then. That's Um, awesome. Yeah.
1: Which was kind of funny. Uh,
2: I enjoyed that. I really love all the different. So that what is it? Someone in the fashion world art and yelling. Is that what
1: they said? Uh Uh-huh. And that guy is John McEnroe. Yeah. I love the the John McEnroe. It's so good. Why isn't there any art in here? Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. And Jack is there representing business and historical fiction. What if we hadn't avoided the Germans? What if the Germans, Germans had uh, won the war? Yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. And uh, then the, it's just, Liz, Liz is representing the arts. The arts. Yeah. And because he loved the picture of her in Style Magazine. I we're, love that shot. She looks amazing in it. Where
0: she is, what, wearing like a yellow bag or something? Well, yeah.
1: it's because she was getting her hair cut. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it's the thing, which, that is the Sex in the City music, which da, happened a couple da, da, of episodes da, da, ago, too. Da, 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 uh-huh
2: <laughs> that's what it is it just i love it i just love that shot she's, she's like
1: doing the perfect like tyro like smise in it yes 100 percent. it's
2: so funny which uh-huh.
1: i always think when he talks about when before like it shows that picture i always think it's going to be a horrible picture of liz because that just tends to be i feel like what would happen liz, if her be. liz
2: tends to get the unfortunate yeah, and things so I'm like, oh,
1: that's, a, that's a good picture of her and jack walking oh, down she looks Together. good she looks real good yes mm-hmm. um and so then they're at oh then there's the whole cupcake thing <laughs> <laughs> i was really hoping you would look up every single one of i these thought about it places. but i was really
2: tired i don't blame you
1: um although i was i was taking notes on this on the floor of the san francisco airport <laughs> was, yeah anyways i was like you did insta there. story that i did it was mm-hmm. great um so yeah i thought about looking all those couple of plates and i didn't but of course liz knows the exact perfect locations for cupcakes and then just being okay with sarah lee is fine just don't make it too complicated it's sarah lee amazing don't question it it's fine oh i love uh, stay out of this mac and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> i got this if there's one thing miss liz lemon can do
2: it's such a great joke though
1: it's the i love at the end of that when you when gavin is feeling having feelings for liz and the whole thing with his <laughs> butler whatever carl, carl and the because of my agoraphobia i can't touch you but he's going and to say they a both proper band. goodbye it's yeah. so cute <laughs> the synchronized hand kiss is what i call that mm-hmm. also what kind of uh, u.s Marshal is playing along
2: like that right <laughs> like he's getting paid i mean lot. this whole thing is absolutely sorry it's absolutely ridiculous like the amount like it's all it's very silly like if, like they did the white collar criminals would be put in this place before the in guys mansion, like right. it's ridiculous but it's so funny Our and taxes. it's a great
1: it does a great job i know seriously <laughs> right was this during though like all the the, the housing markets like was the housemate it was like so, bangers, is, so they got the house really so huge.
0: this is what i i i don't know why this tripped me up, and then I started looking at it. Uh-huh. Is this your rabbit hole? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this episode aired November twentieth, two 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, on December eleventh, two 2008, Bernie Madoff was arrested.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: And also placed in a house under house arrest.
1: Shut up. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah.
0: And that was like, wait a minute. Can that... That can't be a coincidence. That is amazing. So I looked up his victims list, wondering if like Tina Fey would be on it or right? Robert
1: Carlock <laughs> would be on it. Like, how did they know? Yeah, how,
0: like, did they know? Because there's like a lot of parallels that here. That is
1: Incredible.
0: Yeah, and that nobody that I could directly connect to Thirty Rock was on there. But I mean, geez, John Malkovich is on there. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is on there. Uh, Kevin Bacon and <laughs> Kira Sedgwick is <laughs> on there. Everyone,
2: everything always comes back. Kevin Bacon, right, well, there it is. Six or six, six degrees, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, but I was, I was kind of hoping that, like, yeah, like if John Ritchie was in there, was uh-huh. like, I'm gonna, I know this guy's gonna be taken down, so we're gonna do an episode. We're so
2: topical. But also at the exact same time, this show had a really good relationship with the to- with the head people at NBC, and you know, people at NBC and GE would have probably known there, there would have been rumblings of this right. coming. I can't imagine yeah. the right. surprise because people because it was you know.
0: so big and i and read a- so
2: much of that happening right then
0: too oh yeah for sure um but yeah i was like then was like is there some reference in the name gavin Valour to bernie madoff and <laughs> yet yeah, i came up with nothing you but were
1: searching you were searching i
0: was searching but yeah it did seem i mean it wasn't even like a full month mm-hmm. before that's incredible yeah I mean, technically, they they were closer in time to, like, making a joke about something and then something big happening than, like, the Simpsons, like, made that joke about Trump being Mm -hmm. president (laughs) and then years and years and years and years and years. The Simpsons
2: man. There's something about being, making smart jokes, it seems to end up being a little more prophetic than we would like.
1: Well, what, what, uh, the Parks and Rec, when didn't Adam Scott character didn't ben predict the cubs winning the world series in 2016 so when they won that like screenshot was popping up and everywhere. and so did back to
2: the future so they were just a year off oh that's right so i want to talk real quick about steve martin and tina fey oh wait how did Go we f- get there
0: all right so i don't remember uh, no we I, I, I mentioned octopi as a creepy thing because you said the deer and,
1: oh and we like, traveled read the world
0: news and we but, got roll off yeah and then i was making a prediction about north korea i
1: think we started with the sex
2: doll <laughs> No, we're no, that we're not back. Oh, That's what. No, no, we're back on. We were on the oh, plot we're on with this. Gavin. Yeah. Um. Well, he, Okay. There we go.
0: And then being prophetic jokes. Being prophetic. We were talking there about we the go. house.
2: We got there. Yeah. How he's a criminal, Bernie Madoff. Yeah. We got there, guys. Cool. Good job. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to talk about Steve, uh, Tina Fey and Steve Martin's friendship, and yep. I think it's mm-hmm. really beautiful. Um. And I really, really, really enjoy she um she gave a speech because they were in baby mama together so she's like worked with him for a while snl stuff and i just i baby think it's mama really came great out like
1: five months before this episode
2: yeah exactly so i really enjoy she gave a speech at the lifetime achievement award i want to see if i can get it to play at the ad but i find it absolutely delightful and it's really charming let's see if i can get there
3: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen tina faye Steve and I got to film several scenes together, and he gave me so much great showbiz advice uh, uh, that's always stuck with me. He said to me, Amy, <laughs> <laughs> to be early is to be on time, and to be on time is a sign of weakness. There are no small parts, only small actors. And then he just listed a bunch of actors under 5'2", and he laughed and laughed. <laughs> He said, you can fix your nose or your teeth, but to do both is more money than I'm willing to lend you. (laughs) He told me, always find a way to give back. For example, Steve donates all his old white suits to lesbian commitment ceremonies. (laughs) Not a lot of people know that. (laughs) And finally, he said, if you're going to pick up Marty Short, Remember to support the neck. (laughs) It's always stuck with me. (laughs) I can't tell you how grateful I am to know you. And you have helped me so many times and in so many ways, showing up for SNL monologues, being a guest star on our dumb TV show, (laughs) marrying a woman who is like a younger, thinner, smarter version of me just to keep me hustling. (laughs) Is it honor?
1: She's <laughs> so embarrassed. I love it. <laughs> I think, well, I'll make sure we post the link on Twitter.
0: Tina Fey gives some of the best, like, acceptance speeches Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. because they they are sincere but they're funny and uh they're mostly funny uh super
2: heartfelt though
0: yeah super heartfelt and like uh they're like they're just so much of like what you want a a speech to be without it being like political grandstanding or just overly maudlin or whatever Mm -hmm. um she's really great and i'm sad that her and amy aren't hosting the golden globes anymore
1: so good
2: oh my gosh yeah i'm with you on that
1: i went through like a couple of months ago i couldn't fall asleep and i went then i watched all of their opening monologues from that's (laughs) an excellent way to use your time and to get your to soothe
2: yourself to sleep i agree with that fantastic so i just think they have a really cool friendship and i think you can get that dynamic in this episode you watch when when they interact yeah um they're just i don't know she's it's just it's a really comfortable guest starship there's just really fun chemistry maybe it's all my brain because i just like know about it but i just really enjoy their dynamic in this episode it's a lot of fun um
1: um i so like oh so first of all we have a frank hat real quick mm -hmm. role model yes yes So Gavin calls Tina. <laughs> nope. Gavin calls Liz. Oh, yeah. Um, after she's back at the office to have her come out for the next weekend. I think this is the thing that kids call booty call. Liz, I've been out of uh, action for four years
2: and even I know that's not yeah, what the kids but are calling straight up, it.
1: Even if that was something kids were people still saying that was a date. That's not a booty call. A booty call is what happens at like, at like 12 when you say you yeah, up. This was like come out for the weekend and hang out with me. Like that is a date. Yeah. Liz yeah. doesn't Now know. maybe it's Netflix and chill, but then that would have been a date.
2: Yeah, no. Liz doesn't understand anything.
1: No, and that's what's so
0: delightful
2: about her. Also,
1: he said he would send a helicopter to take her to the train station.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wish we (laughs) had actually seen that. Yeah, that is a shot that I kind of wanted. Like, I'll
1: take you from the roof of Thirty Rock. (laughs) Yeah, the roof of the train station. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, that's down
2: the street. It's so great. I also really love the advice that Jack gives her when he was like, "Do this like a Chinese gymnast. Put on something tight, smile, and uh, lie about your age." Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's a great line. That's a yes. great. That's line. a really great that's one. Really, really great.
1: So I was trying to figure out. So like the whole Gavin claiming to have like severe agoraphobia, right? Is that I was trying to figure out why he was like, and because she's trying to figure out how does this work, right? We're we'll mm-hmm. staying all weekend, probably watch movies, and because of it, like we can never be physically intimate. In intimate, I hate being intimate. <laughs> Can't be physically intimate. <laughs> does he say that so he doesn't have to take off his clothes and just cause does he have an ankle bracelet on? I
2: think he's not allowed to have physical contact with people.
1: Just straight up, that's part of the. I could see rules the, in the the house.
0: ankle. I mean, if we're really buying into the
1: house arrest, are house we? Arrest, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. Tracy Jordan has a sex doll that yes. doesn't really look like a yeah. sex doll. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm buying it.
1: That's okay. I wasn't sure if it was the no touching from Rusty <laughs> Bell. I literally was like, that's what I thought it was, no touching. She, I thought it was. He's got an ink. Well, you want to make like, it like a
0: cross-universe thing? Like, oh, <laughs> the, he's a never-nude. <laughs> Gavin right, is yes, never nude.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, I want Jeffrey Tambor upstairs. He's one of the people that live in the house. Oh, oh, in oh the attic. and to have Lucille Bluth show up and like. Uh, She's too busy being in that jail in Newport Beach. Right? Oh,
0: they're they're making just like like hollow mansions. That's what they're. Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
1: It's not really a full. <laughs> There's not really food in the middle. Of the table. Nope. It's the hollow turkey. Oh man, um, um, we have another Annie reference in this episode. What's this one? So when. Uh, who go- when jack goes to the house to confront gavin about what was happening or whatever and so gavin goes into the bathroom to get away and he starts the recorder of him responding to jack tomorrow He's tomorrow because that is I the go. Ya. scotty pippen is the go-to athlete they and refer then to annie is the show. go-to annie musical go-to music. that's actually very very accurate
2: yep. um a couple of lines i really enjoyed from this i've i admit i've danced with a broom yeah. <laughs> I like the bit with the chairs. Where he goes, one's a priceless and one's to look at it. Yeah. And, the
0: <laughs> and then, yeah, he never tells, she asks which one is which and he never tells her. Uh-uh.
2: Exactly. And then I really love when he spills and he's like, oh, I've got a real serious case of the Monday. Right. <laughs> Another very Steve Martin esque joke. Yep. It's so, f- I don't know why. I like shout laughed this morning when I was watching it <laughs> brought me a lot of joy. Um, should we take a pause here and then go through Ken's storyline because it all coalesces yes. into one scene? Let's go and do that. So basically, it's just that Kenneth is um, yeah. Kenneth doesn't have a lot of money because the no. pigs. Well, he
1: does have a well. He has four thousand dollars or or eighty five thousand dollars if you include Confederate, Confederate money, but we don't four thousand no. dollars in a coffee can under his desk at work because why not? I know. Yeah. I mean, that's how
2: I keep my money. Um, <laughs> don't tell them at work. Um, no, but I really love this whole thing about the pigs are getting smarter and they're breaking through the pig shield.
3: Mm-hmm. Of the house. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then he was like, we'll get you, we'll even get you a pig mode. And then Jack walks away and he was like, that's be great. If pigs weren't excellent. swimmers." right?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this world, this the world we pendant. build with his life is so great.
1: Oh, makes me so stinking happy. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know what it is about Kenneth's weirdness that's so joyful, but it really is.
1: I think it's because he doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, I don't know. um I'm trying. So I no, you, I did not love this episode. Really? I don't. I've, I was trying to think. Like I know Steve Martin's a comedian. When I think of Steve Martin in a movie, I think of Cheaper by the Dozen. Um, oh, Kelsey. Like I've just never. I don't know. And so like when I was taking notes on this, when it kind of got towards the end, I just kind of stopped taking notes and was just watching it. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, eh, eh, like not that I didn't laugh, but I uh-huh. don't love this episode. Wait,
0: are you agreeing with revered TV critic, Ellen Seppenwall, who hated this episode?
1: Oh, I didn't hate um. it. I was just like, eh, because I like, par- I think I wasn't as Steve Martin's here. Everything's going to be funny and it's going to be the best. Like, it was enjoyable i didn't think it was so here is
2: the thing about this episode the first few times i watched it, i didn't like it and then all of a sudden my friend kept quoting i miscounted the men liz <laughs> i miscounted <laughs> the men and i rewatched it and all of a sudden this was one of the funniest episodes Got it. so Fair something enough. about this like breathe life i think that he really appreciated it breathe life in it to me so right. i adore it i don't think it's its most brilliant i think it builds really beautiful mm-hmm. um beautifully it builds beautiful um, I We're love, doing
1: fun endings of words in this episode. We're just right. nailing it. So
2: I love this final scene, yes. right? right? Where they're all there.
1: Because 30 Rock kills it with the combining of storylines that they're all going to coalesce into the same exact storyline. These big, story crazy
2: build ups where every, yes. every plot line combines in this really, really interesting way. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, so because jack says hey i so jack finds out that kenneth keeps his money in a can under his desk jack says i have a great investment opportunity for you let's take your money we're going to invest it in my friend's company sunstream or whatever the heck yeah <laughs> and so jack takes the money no no it's not Sunstream. it's what is it it's uh air uh
2: windmills sy- Ch- synergy or no windmills bandwidth chinese markets <laughs> sunstream No, it's not Sunstream. Sunstream's his old company. This is a new thing. Oh, it doesn't. But I thought he said that it doesn't say what the the company actually does. Well, yeah. Sunstream is a separate thing. So he was the CEO of Sunstream.
3: That and that's didn't do he, anything. They
2: didn't do anything. And now, oh, which okay, is why no. there was tax fraud.
1: Oh, oh and this now is this is describe. a new you're thing. You're right. You're right. I'm there we sorry. go.
2: Just I just really enjoyed that pitch. No, you're good. You're
1: good. <laughs> so Jack takes the money, takes Kenneth's money, takes some of his own money, and invests it in the company. And then a couple of days later, he calls the investment guy and finds out that that, that bank account has been closed. Mm-hmm. So Jack's money's lost. And Kenneth wants to know what about my investment? Mm-hmm. His uh, money is also Yeah, the way. What about my money, Kenneth NBC page. Yeah, as <laughs> if they know. It's <laughs> so adorable. Mm-hmm. And so Jack goes to confront Gavin. Gavin escapes from the house. Oh my gosh! He comes back to the studio, and Liz walking around, and there's a man there with a hat on and sunglasses painting a fence. I know, as you do indoors in a dark studio, as you hat right. and sunglasses. And it ends up being Gavin. It is. I really enjoy that bit. How
2: he's like threatening them with the paintbrush. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is so charming. Um. What are the lines though? There was just so many Meaning lines in this. That, like
0: he would paint an expensive suit or something.
2: Maybe he just was holding it like it was a gun, like oh, like a knife. I'll get you, but it was a paintbrush. Right. right. It he's wasn't like, threatening well, at to all. Go to
1: Toronto. It's just like New York, but without all the stuff.
2: Without all the stuff. <laughs>
0: without that, all the
2: stuff. <laughs> and then I love, I love Jack's retort. He goes, "He took advantage of uh, Liz's big Ben-sized biological claw." Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, uh. <laughs> he's,
2: such a, he's so weird because he's defending her so fiercely, and he's so cruel in how he's doing right,
1: it. Right. He doesn't even He's just trying to defend good old Liz Lemon good old Liz oh my goodness
2: oh my god. yeah no exactly and then um, it all ends with tra- basically Gavin is starting to kill himself yes and he climbs so dramatically climbs oh. that ladder so ridiculously yeah. and then we get to see the Tracy Jordan sex doll yes um, which save the day he saves the day yeah.
1: so I wrote this earlier we didn't talk about this earlier because yeah there's this other weird I guess this could be considered sort of a sea storyline they're not really where they need a floor safety monitor Pete needs to find somebody, and Valen told Ken- Kenneth to do it eventually. Um, although Jack is trying to get give Kevin back, Kenneth back the four thousand dollars he lost, so he's like, "Doesn't it come with a four thousand dollars signing bonus." And then what and Pete, Pete Pete's fights for? Pete is a twelve cent. It just is so bad, Hornburger, Like it's so bad. Like, so it's so bad. Twelve cents per mile. Per he's DM. such a bad producer. He never fights for himself. That leads me to my favorite. So okay, well, so. The sex doll is a it distracts Gavin. Because yeah, because Tracy's just like, I want some saltines and then sits down to eat
2: saltines. And it's such a great mislead because that uh-huh. is something that Tracy would do in an emergency situation. Well, other,
1: my favorite line is, is that Kenneth walks in and he's like, who needs anyone? Want a any saltine and water or something? And Ken and Tracy's line is, I would feel safer with some saltines. (laughs) (laughs) And that is my favorite line in this entire episode that he then sits down and goes into the pose of the sex doll. And then the next thing you know, Tracy's up top tackling Gavin. The shirt he was wearing is on the sex doll and Gavin's been captured again. Mm -hmm. Favorite lines?
0: I feel like we've all said them already. (laughs) I know, but I want to say it
1: again. (laughs) I have My other favorite one is when Kenneth is Oh, because the reason why Jack knows has wants to figure out how much money Kenneth has because he sees him doing the laundry mm-hmm. and he's doing laundry of the co-workers mm-hmm. and he says, I just don't let myself read the off color slogans. And he holds up a shirt that says California on it. <laughs> and Jack's response is, Kenneth, I know we pay you a living wage. I fought against it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so, so Jack.
2: Oh, it's lovely. I just want to say again, I love the line. I've got a serious case of the Mondays. Oh, yeah. Just something about the way he says it. It brings me such joy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um.
1: I did think I I wrote, I wrote WTF next to this line that. Gavin calls Jack to find out what Jack's relationship is with Liz and Jack tells Gavin, I said, he used to have a thing for me, but you're getting over it. That's what's happening, right? <laughs> like they've never had that. Oh, he's just a narcissist.
2: Oh, he's just, just a narcissist. Crazy. That's I'm who like, he is. She didn't okay. care. She thought it was funny. Uh,
1: I'm like this whole time. Yeah, that's what's happening. Been, none of this is sexual between you guys. No,
2: but it's just a joke. It's to say how much <laughs> he's obsessed with himself that he thinks that she would be into him. Yeah, right. fair. It's enough. narcissistic and it fits him. It's so funny. Did you want to talk about Steve Martin more? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. I was about to ask you actually. Have you read Born Standing Up?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I like. Do you think? Well, that's interesting that you were like, "Oh, you weren't that big into Steve Martin, Mm-mm. so you didn't have expectations." I feel like the one, uh, the couple negative reviews I read, that was the opposite, where they like, "It's Steve Martin, it should be like the greatest episode, right?" And they didn't think it was. Hmm. And I don't know. I disagree. But I mean, I can't like when I watched this episode, I really loved it because it reminded me of like how Great 30 Rock is mm-hmm. in general. Like, yeah, man, like I just need to sit down and like binge through it. Treat yourself, man. Treat yourself. But that's I got <laughs> to.
1: There's,
2: there's just so much stuff to, I know to treat yourself with. I know. But this is the best one. And that makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching you about to explode because it's so... You're yeah, but so, there's so
1: much more. There's, there's so, so much, television. much more.
0: No, I mean, it's almost like when people tell me, like, I, I, I have this conversation at least once a week where somebody will mention a drama. Mm. Like, oh, Handmaid's Tale, have you gotten into that? Mm. And I'm like... I don't I don't have time for drama. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My I life can
2: barely is keep comedy, up with comedy. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the exact same. I barely can keep
0: up with that, a comedy
2: level. That's, I
1: finish a comedy. I'm naturally going to go into another comedy. I have to force myself to, okay, we're going to go to a drama now or something else. Unless
2: you're Stranger Things, I'm not going to do it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. The, I think the first Steve Martin I, movie I got into, I got into a, for a weird reason. And it ended up being one of his more panned movies. Which one? Sergeant Bilko. I haven't seen it. I mean, I'll be biased because it was a movie I watched as a kid and I really loved it. And also, my dad was like an extra in this opening scene where they're like doing a thats awesome—a big boxing match. But the, there are so many people in the crowd watching this boxing match. There's no way I could see him. So mm-hmm. but uh, he they just shot it at a military base and they just like needed like uh, military personnel that was already like dressed up. And they're like, you'll do. And so...
2: But that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, uh, I mean, I really dug... I I guess, like, oh, my dad's in this movie. Yeah. And, you know, I I mean, sure, they inaccurately portray the military-industrial complex because it is kind of what they're making fun of. Mm -hmm. But um, I, it's it's still... I don't know. It's just still funny for me. But then you see stuff like the jerk...
3: Hmm.
2: And Have you seen The Dirt, Kelsey?
1: No, I just saw it in Steve Martin's credits. It's uh, <laughs> it's his one of his greats. Yeah. The, it's the first thing I think possible from IMDb is mm-hmm. like, what he's known for. It, yeah, it if
0: you've you ever heard, heard uh, uh, like Steve Martin saying, like, I was born a poor black child. Yes. <laughs>
2: The scene of him trying to snap his fingers. Uh, These cans are defective. I'm going to just stop quoting The Jerk, but I love The Jerk so much. The Jerk,
0: Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, my
2: God. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I forget. I don't know why we don't discuss Frank Oz as an auteur more. Because that and Death at a Funeral, two of the greatest comedy
0: films we've ever seen.
2: They're so tight. They're so smart. And aren't they doing a new Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Aren't they doing a remake of it?
0: Yeah, but they're doing it with Rebel Wilson Mm -hmm. and Anne Hathaway, I think.
2: Oh, that's that's weird. Yeah. I'm not against it. I just like I gotta see how it plays out. Um that's uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. Joe Rosa pointed this out in a joke that he does about how like they should stop it, like in, in the move to like get towards gender equality is being represented in Hollywood. They should stop doing the female
2: versions of things.
0: Yes. Let's and just, just like yeah. make a female movie. How about that? Just like start anew. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than like redoing all that.
2: Yeah, like, okay, yeah, does Rough Night look like it's a off of Bridesmaids? Yes. Do I want to see it? Hell yeah, it looks great. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it.
0: I know it's their prerogative to do what they want. Mm-hmm. People like him, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think that they're so funny that they, it's not up to them that they don't want to do comedy anymore. <laughs> like, no, the art form is bigger than you mm-hmm. and it needs you, so stop being selfish <laughs> with your talent I this, I, I, uh, I know that's not a healthy, like road to go down to, yeah, uh, we'll get it. Yeah. Uh, because he, he was so funny and like, you know, for, I think this is from born standing up of, about, about how like he thought he couldn't come up with anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he had like come up with this act and he was like doing like stadiums mm you know, in a white suit with, like, the arrow through his head and, like, being, like, this, like, absurdist goofball that mm-hmm. was really silly Uh, that, like, there was no way he could surprise his audience anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I, I don't believe that. I think, I mean, comedy flows through the veins of Steve Martin. And, you know, yeah, it would have taken work to come up with a new hour or something like that. But I... I think he could have done more now, I get that it's exhausting, and he wouldn't want to do it, but yeah,
1: this reminds me of missing Richard Simmons, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, Richard Simmons doesn't really owe anybody anything, and does oh, sure. Steve Martin <laughs> no, he doesn't, no,
0: I'm fully cognizant of that yeah. the whole time,
1: yeah, but you just want more comedy, yeah, yeah, but I'll also say I think Wait, you w- like comedy,
0: I mean, <laughs> that- some people think I do, yeah, uh-huh.
1: interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, what I wanted to say is that what I really appreciate about Steve Martin. I don't know. First of all, to what you were saying, I think there's something very Gary Shandling-esque, where I think Steve Martin has just found a way that his comedy becomes a part of who he is and is part of the being. I was just reading that gorgeous GQ thing they did on him, like in 2012, Mm -hmm. that they did on Shandling, and it's really, really powerful. And I think there's something about when you become a little older as a comedian, you've been doing this a long time, Mm -hmm. where you start gaining the art of not creating a joke and like letting it out, but just like being the joke, and not like being like, oh, he's a joke, but like just living the comedy and being in the moment. Oh, sure. Steve's a good example of that, um, because it just is so imbued in everything he does. Like he makes really sincere art, and by his musicals. But also, I genuinely think Picasso at Le Panagile is one of the funniest things I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my entire life. His play he wrote. Have you, you guys heard of this play?
0: I've heard of it. I haven't. It's seen. yeah.
2: It's basically he just writes a story about how on the eve of the the uh, twentieth century, Picasso and Einstein meet in a French cafe. <laughs> And discuss how they're the great minds, how they're going to change the 20th century, and how the 20th century oh, is going to be this funny. time of hope. But it's funny and it's smart. And he, he premiered it at his house by having Tom Hanks be Picasso, and then who was Einstein? It was someone really interesting. But like, it's this really thoughtful, warm thing. But his comedy is imbued in it, and I really appreciate that. Right. I think because I he he had more to say, right. and I'm glad he's saying it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's so when you really get in tune with your voice, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're speaking to. I mean, that's where you just like. You can be put in any comedic situation or Mm -hmm. in any situation and, like, find the funny in it. If you get put in any situation like Conan. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's travel specials. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or not travel, travel specials as well. Like, they expressly go into just plain situations. Like, we're going to put Conan in a market. We're going to put Conan at a florist. We're going to put Conan at a commercial audition workshop. Mm -hmm. And he's going to make it hilarious. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he's just so like imbued with his own like sense of humor and like what he does. is
2: Perfect. Jake, um, remind us again where we can find you, your Patreon, give us the whole spiel.
0: Right. So I, uh, I run a thing called the comedy bureau, uh, LA comedy news site that gives you everything you need to know about LA comedy and a little more. Uh, it's, it can be found at thecomedybureau.com dot com. There's a Twitter at the Comedy Bureau. Um you uh Facebook.com slash the Comedy Bureau. Uh I just started a Patreon page where you can support the Comedy Bureau because I mean Bureau is just kind of like in quotation marks because I started on my own um almost seven years ago and haven't taken a day off since. <laughs> uh so if you could support it that would be really great and you know through the patreon campaign right now you can like get these fancy enamel pins i just have made of this brand new logo that i really love Mm -hmm. it looks great yeah uh and the airbnb county bureau ride-along experience there's plenty of dates uh, available if like do you wait do you have fans that are international
1: uh, yes. yes, actually, yes. we do. <laughs>
0: what okay, where?
2: Oh, god, I don't know. Australia, <laughs> oh my, know we've got a solid a in UK. Australia, UK, yeah. New Zealand. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, if I've you want to see more, what the I think real in the, France. I mean,
0: look, if you want to go to the comedy store, your tour book says to go to the comedy store, you don't need me for that. But if you want to see the real LA comedy, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm your guy, and uh, I'll definitely show you, like, if, if you really want it, like. He, the next whoever your favorite comedian is out and about and performing. Now, they're not at huge clubs, some of them. Um, they're at smaller venues, and I know where they are, I and I can show that to you, and that's part of the experience as well. Follow my Instagram. Yeah, where can
1: they find you?
0: At not the supermarket, though it should mostly be comedy stuff. It's mostly not. It's mostly just like outfits that I put together and I try to come up with a fun name for them.
1: They're always pretty fun. Are you on Instagram and Twitter or just Instagram?
0: I, I'm on Instagram and I do have my own Twitter, which I like. It usually it, it just like I, I read like a Trump thing. and I'm like, all right, this is stupid. And I tweet about it. And that's pretty much it for my Twitter. But that's at MFJ Kroger. And that is not a uh, 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 abbreviation of what you think it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's, <laughs>
1: i it's like a, it it's a reference
0: <laughs> to a rapper um yeah and uh, uh anywhere sh- else anything else
2: is there another do any shows
0: i'll probably have a show at some point uh this month but you could just like find me uh, on social media and i will post about it there mm-hmm. um but more than that, go to the Commie Bureau and check it out and, like, please support it on Patreon. If you don't want to support on Patreon, I have a Venmo where you can just <laughs> – you can Venmo me money at uh, Jake Kroger, just my name, uh, all one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you could do that. I'm not going to stop you from mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: they start requesting money from you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> for i don't know for what
1: but <laughs> <laughs> if you use the creative enough emojis they can get people to do it, sense it sense hit
2: the button on accident but <laughs> <laughs> all right per, uh all right percy is what i was about to say kelsey hi kelsey
1: percy i don't know where that came That's from a, i just watched city harry of potter? city of
2: i just watched lost city of z so oh,
1: i was like i written some harry potter over mm-hmm.
0: there oh did you like it yes it was very very good it's a good movie i've read the book too so i love it
1: kelsey where where can we find us? You can find the podcast places mm-hmm. at Talk Thirty Rock to Me on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you buy stuff on Amazon. Do that through our link that you can find at BoardWalkAudio.com slash Talk Thirty Rock to Me. Please and thank you. Oh, I've also been playing with our website a little bit. It's oh. kind of just existed out there. Cool. But I've at least check it out. Come it. and g- come and see it. Talk Thirty rocktomecom dot com, mm-hmm. and that's that. You mm-hmm. can find me as an individual at Redheaded Blonde on Instagram. It's a and lot Twitter. of fun. You should do it thanks <laughs>
2: and i'm i'm at Kinchi lucas um my only plug has come to radio picture show second wednesday of every month i will be there in the back flustered it's adorable um
0: <laughs> not that flustered
2: i'm always a little there's just a lot going on at that show it's fun i'm just yeah. always a little lost right i but it's the best show ever and i love doing it um yeah. and they lauren and shauna are great so One of the
0: best storytelling shows in town
2: because uh, it's amazing yep so thank you for saying that, Jake. I appreciate it. So come see it because Jake Kroger just gave it a stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah. Um, perfect. All right, cool. that's it. Thank you. Thanks so for coming, Jake. Of course, thanks. It you. was great having you and talking about Steve Martin. I almost won first name and I regretted it. You and Steve, no but Me name. and Steve. <laughs> um, perfect. So thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Uh, thank you for listening.
1: Yep. Bye, guys. <laughs>